brought into public view. An explanation should be made at this point that, although minor additions to the text were made to enhance its readability, no facts were altered. Any mistakes or misrepresentations resulting from these changes are solely the responsibility of the editor. Leon Michaels, January 19, 2012 J.T. Latham Interview, Davenport, Iowa, January 6, 1937, Begin Transcript, Session 1 I won't say I didn't have second thoughts about this. I appreciate your belief that it's important to keep a record of our country's past. I'd even have to say I agree with it. But you've got to understand that there's more at stake here than just an account of someone else's misfortune. What that woman and those kids went through was bad, the kind of ordeal a lot of people don't survive. And I hope I don't need to remind you that some of the men who were involved in their rescue didn't survive. But she did, and so did her children, and they've all got fresh new lives today. They've put what happened in the past, and I won't be a party to dredging it up again or bringing their story back into the public's eye. That said, I still agree it's important not to let our country's history slide out of perspective because of a lot of flag-waving rhetoric on one side or revisionist nonsense on the other. I've given this a lot of thought. And here's about the only deal I'm willing to make. I'll tell you what happened down there in as much detail as I can remember. I'll tell you things I probably shouldn't. And I'll even let you record it on your dictaphone. But I won't reveal the names of the woman or her children. And by extension, I won't tell you her husband's name or what he did for a living either. If you can honor that one condition, we can get started right now. If not, then you might as well pack up and walk on out of here, because that's the only way I'll tell you about it. Are you okay with that? All right. Then let's get this shindig moving. I guess you could say that I'm fairly well known, at least around the Midwest. People have read about me in magazines and newspapers and such and a few of those publications have included little biographies, most of them along the lines of J.T. Latham came to Iowa with nothing but a suitcase and a dream. I won't even comment on the inaccuracies of such a statement, but if you've ever read one of those articles, you've probably noticed they tend to ignore my life prior to my coming to Davenport in 07, which is fine since nothing I did before then really has any bearing on what I've accomplished since. But I suspect it's going to surprise a lot of people to learn that I once rode on the wrong side of the law, and then I spent some time behind bars in the Territorial Penitentiary in Yuma, Arizona. Although I seldom talk about those days, I'm not ashamed of them. Sure, I might have broken the law on a fairly regular basis in my youth, but I was never a cold-blooded killer or rapist. I never robbed banks or held up stagecoaches or 
rolled a drunk? Other than that one time, right after I got back from living with the Yaki's. Escaped from them would be a more accurate description, but that's getting ahead of myself. The account of my going into Mexico to ransom, let's call her Abby, Abby Davenport, Ashley begins in the Yuma pen, which is why I brought it up. I figure it was my last day there, one way or another, because if Dell Buckman hadn't come along when he did, the odds were pretty fair that I wouldn't have lived to see the sun come up the next morning. It's not a stretch to say I was reckless in those days, and prone to poke the tiger more than common sense would dictate. But probably the dumbest thing I did in Yuma was to get crosswise of a thirty-to-life convict named Elliot.